you might need to go buy some motor oil, because today we're making you a content machine, baby. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Woohoo! Welcome everybody. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com and I am super excited to be in your ear holes because it's 2020. What? We made it. I am beyond excited to be kicking the new year off with you. I'm going to talk really fast, guys, because I'm so excited for all the amazing things that you are going to create and people that you are going to help this year. Oh, I just got so excited. So this week's episode is actually from the archives. It is actually one of my most popular downloaded episodes of all times. It was originally aired in 2018, and that is how to turn out content like a machine. And I love this. I actually still utilize almost, I would say, 98% of the strategy that we talk about here in this episode, which is why I wanted to have it re-air because we have that fresh start, that New Year's feel. We actually created it into a fully blog post. So in case if you want to go back because you're like, oh, it's the new year. I don't feel like taking notes right now. You can actually go ahead and read it. You can pin it to a secret podcasting board that you have or just in general, wherever you like to pin your ideas. You can do that as well. I'll put the URL in the show notes. It'll be one of the first ones that you can click. But I did want to tell you about the subtle differences that you're going to hear for 2020 Kate versus 2018 Kate. The first thing is that in this 2018 episode, I was doing a webinar with Emily McGee of My Adaptable Career. It happened two years ago. I did my very best to cut out URLs and a lot of the spots where we're talking about it directly. But some things I needed to leave in because one of the major components of creating your conversion style content, spoiler alert, is what events do you have coming up this month and the month after so that way you can prep your audience. So I do talk about it a tiny bit, but I've tried to cut out the URL and like the hardcore pitches to get you to sign up. We got rid of those. The second thing is that in this episode, I say that we do four blog posts and four unique podcasts. I do not do that anymore. I do not put out eight unique pieces of content. I think that lasted for like four or five months. <laughs> and I was like, I, uh, no, <laughs> nope, it just didn't work. So what we do do now <laughs> is that we put out four, um, I call them like flagship inbox besties episodes. We do them on Wednesday, which is right now. If they're a solo episode, they get a full blog post write up. So not transcriptions. It's an actual blog post with all the content. It's written by my podcasting helper. And we have at the top, we have like, um, you know, this was originally episode number blank blank of the inbox besties podcast, you know, click here to listen on iTunes, Stitcher and all that. We have taken out the podcast player because not a single post that I could find ranking on Google. And the solo episodes, y'all know, like the how to plan for your list in 2020, that's a straight up training. None of them rank with a podcast player. I don't know if it's because most podcasters only do show notes, which are bullet points, or do transcriptions and Google hates them. I do not know, you're gonna be like hitting things, but I want to make sure that my content is reaching the most amount of people possible today and tomorrow and all of 2020. So we are making sure that that happens. For our guest episodes, it is going to be the traditional style show notes that you're going to find over there. Also, guys, one other thing before we throw it to Kate in 2018, 
I actually, when I sit down to write out my content now, besides all the stuff that I'm going to tell you here, which is super, super important, I also follow the method that Mike teaches in crazy, excuse me, and stupid, simple SEO. So you can go to katedoster.com forward slash SEO. We had Mike on the show. It was an extremely popular guest episode because it was a really great episode. So Mike has this whole process that you do for researching topics. So that way you can honestly rank the highest in Google. And I've sort of taken that approach to this podcast as well, especially for the solo shows. So we don't necessarily talk about it. Go back and listen to the episode with Mike. I'll have that in the show notes as well so you can listen to it. So that's just another layer of where to get content ideas. I can tell you that we are going to start doing more blog posts again this year as well. Still a podcast, but especially things like Trello and things like Podia, like tech tutorials. It's really hard to have like three tips for Trello on a podcast. It doesn't make sense. So I think we're going to shoot for a goal of at least two a month over there. But again, in 2018, I was a one man show. Now I have like two people that help. Um, They're not full time employees. Technically, they're just contractors that kind of help me, you know, wherever I think it one's like 15 hours a month. And the other one, I think it's like 20 ish hours. Oh, it's probably a lot more poor Abby. So, so I just want to give you guys a heads up on the difference. But honestly, the rest of this content is the same and it is perfect if you're in that solo stage or if you're just looking to scale up. So I've been chit chatting for way too long. Let's go ahead and get to the content. Take it away, Kate from 2018. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties, Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. So we are knee deep in productivity month. If you listen to this in real time, it's uh, February here. And in case we fall off your New Year's resolutions, we are all about helping you bend time to your will. So last week's episode was more about the general ways about how I formulate my day and little like tips and tricks that I've learned that work for someone who is completely off the cuff and a wild child. I'm by no means a type A personality at all, but it's just how I wrangle myself in. So if you haven't got a chance to listen to that, go ahead. It is episode number 25, and I dropped a link to it in the show notes, or you can just, you know, hit the back button on your podcast player. So today we are talking all about my content creation workflow. And I got to be with you guys, it wasn't until like uh, October, November, probably really November, that I actually created one. And I have to say, life has gotten so much easier and better. Things are selling more. I'm getting more subscribers, more traffic, and things are just really, really looking up. Go figure that whole like just put out consistent quality content is really what it's uh, all about here. So we're going to go all about how I create my four podcast episodes and of course my four blog posts, which spoiler alert, the blog posts take (laughs) way more time than the podcast episodes do. But before we do, let's go ahead and talk about our tool of the week. If I walked over to your laptop, how many tabs are I see open? One, two, 27. And let's be real, you're probably listening to this podcast with one earbud in and you're driving or doing the dishes, but secretly you're mapping out your next new course, which will definitely propel you to six figures and beyond. Unlike those eight other half-finished stinker courses that are just clogging up your hard drive on your computer, those things are going nowhere. But then you remember you haven't actually done a blog post in like two months. So you should probably do that. But your traffic's like five. So that really doesn't matter that much, especially since you're now getting the red arrow of death from your Facebook business page. So clearly you now need to do a live, but you've got to clean up the house and make sure that the kids aren't around and get that done. So then maybe you'll go back to the course, but then I don't know about the blog post, but like it's really going to be that effective. And then you just get so frazzled and so overwhelmed. They just like screw it. 
I'm watching the Gilmore Girls again. Hashtag Team Jess forever. The problem is, is that you're trying to run your business from a pretty notebook that you got from Target that you've lost and the scrap pieces of paper that you now use to kind of make up for it, which have a never I need to do list that never gets done because you're so scattered. What you need is a simple system that was created for somebody like you, an uber passionate, super scattered, shiny object prone, creative entrepreneur with a passion for business, but organization's not really your strong point. Created by somebody who actually gets it. The most anti-type A personality that there is, me. What you need is trailing for traffic. Trailing for traffic is literally your business in a box. See, I like that pretty notebook that we still can't find. Trailer for Traffic actually comes with boards and workflows that you can use to run your business. I'm talking about breaking down everything into the nitty gritty smallest parts so nothing slips through the cracks. Everything from what you need to do when with a mega launch to how to use Pinterest without actually having to pay for a scheduler. And of course my favorite, how to plan out your quarter, week, and day. Cause if I'm looking at everything in my week, I'm gonna skip around. That's why my day board is my favorite. Now to get your hands on all of these 22 boards and 15 workflows, which have been called life-changing by not one, but several of the 100 students that invested in this course the first three days it was open. Craziness, right? Head on over to trellingfortraffic.com. That's trellingfortraffic.com. And guys, I didn't even tell you the best part. It's only 24 bucks. Isn't your sanity worth 24 bucks? especially when I'll give you that recognition and revenue that your business deserves. So head on over to trellowingfortraffic.com right now. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. So it's going to seem a little bit meta because we're going to be talking about our tool of the week in this episode, which of course is Trelloing for Traffic, my all-in-one 21 Trello boards and a gajillion workflows of how I keep myself, well, on track and actually doing what I am supposed to be doing. So now last week we talked a little bit about the worker bee versus CEO sombreros, as I like to call it, to keep it all light and fun. And that is basically when you're the CEO, that's when you're planning, you're strategizing. So that way when you get into worker bee mode, you just execute. The whole plan is when you're worker bee, you don't think, which is why I create so many workflows and systems. So that way I can just like check stuff off my box and I never have to remember, oh, what comes next? Or did I do this? Because Trello isn't going to forget you. So head on over to trellingfortraffic.com to get in on those sweet, sweet Trello boards now. And this is my content creation workflow. So first thing that I actually do when it comes to planning out my content, because then we execute, remember, some got to wear the right sombreros here, is I will pop open my trelling for traffic board. Again, I use the same boards that I give you guys. And I will actually look at my promotional calendar slash my big picture calendar to see what any upcoming events that I have, promotions, where I'm planning on launching things, just to give myself a big refresher. Now, I suppose when I sit down to create my three-month plan, I could also create all my content ideas. I don't like to do that. I really like to do that maybe a couple of weeks before the month. Um, spoiler alert, I have actually planned March, but I got something super sweet brewing for March. So that's why I wanted to be on point with content creation for March. And then I'll be able to tell, okay, so I have an amazing joint venture webinar. And since that is one of my bigger items that I'm doing this current month, I decided, you know what, let's talk all about productivity and the things that add the tools that I've used in my businesses. And we've got her amazing interview, which is coming up next week, about the three biggest time sucks that's just wasting your time and killing your flow, if you will, in next week's episode of Inbox Besties. So then I'm like, okay, so I know that that's coming up. I also have a special bundle deal that you guys will hear about towards the end of February. So 
So it's not necessarily a lot of my products. I mean, obviously, I talk about Trello for traffic, but I mean, I love it. And it's just, it's great stuff. And it's what I actually use <laughs> while we're talking about it. So then I go ahead and, like I said, I pick a theme based on my overall goals for not only what the month is, but what they were for my 90 days. So again, this is that Todd Herman. He totally like incepticided me, if you will, like that movie Inception. I do not realize how much I use his stuff until I actually do. So if you're a 90 day year veteran or you're thinking about taking his course, you may not see it like the first like 30 days or even that first 90. But I'm telling you by that second one, you're like, oh my crap, <laughs> I am so a convert of Todd Herman's. So I know what my bigger goals are. So I make sure that everything sort of relates. So once I go ahead and pick my themes, sometimes the blog, it's the same. Sometimes it is different from the podcast, just so that way you guys know. So like I had a beginner series over there. My goal is really some affiliate income. So we're going to talk a little bit about both. I have gotten a lot better about putting my podcast episodes up on my website, which we'll talk about in a second because I was very, very bad <laughs> at getting them up there. So we've worked that into the workflow. So then what happens after, again, I have my goals and my themes is then I will make sure that I update my editorial calendar board. So usually I'll shoot the little card over. You just click on the card, hit copy and send it over to the board you want to actually pick out my core topics. So for myself, I do four blog posts and I do for podcast episodes. For me, I got to be honest with you, I am more of a talker than a typer, even though I do love writing. So the podcast episodes are usually what gets on first and I sort of map things around. And then I go back in and I fill the blog post as well. So what I do there is I will look at my idea parking lot. So I have a separate board where I dump things where I'm just like randomly thinking of them off the top of my head. I also have one on the editorial calendar board as well. You guys can see that it's a checklist. And I will look through all of those and I'll kind of sort them out. And any idea that I think has a bit of legs that I would like to have, I create what's called a card for it in Trello. Again, you can do this on a piece of paper. You can do this on the sticky notes. Uh, you can go to Trello for traffic. And I have a whole video that explains my process as well and shows you how I do everything. But I go ahead and I kind of think of the general topics that I want to talk about. I'll usually end up with, you know, more than four podcast episodes, more than four blog posts, which I'm going to tell you about something else I do in a second. And then what I do is, this is just the way my brain works and why I like Trello. I'll switch over to the calendar mode. So that's a power up, but I mean, everyone can get it for free. And that is where I like to actually move around the cards that have the ideas. So say like, for example, when I was plotting out February. I had one for how to make time your beep, which we talked about general productivity tips. Then I had one for creating my content, my content workflow, how to get it faster. Because again, I want you all to be able to write some emails. So we got to make sure we've, you know, got people to write emails too. And then I obviously knew about Emily's episode because I had had that again. And then one about how to write emails faster. So I will move them around. I had a couple other episode ideas like about apps and tools and stuff. And so it kind of fiddled around and I like seeing it in the general workflow so I can see how you guys will get it. Because again, even though anyone can come in, you guys can pop in and say episode number 27 was the first one you heard me at and you're just listening to, you know, 26 right now in workflow. I do like to try to lay out something that actually makes sense to everyone. And I feel like that's a key part that my content was missing before. And I definitely know that it is much better to do it this way, guys. Even if you're like, I'm a digital downloady type of person, like when the earth tells me or the spirits tell me to do something, then I do it. By doing it this way, at least for myself, knowing that I have that backbone content, as I like to call it, done and settled, it gives me so much more room to do it. So I will go ahead and I will do it month by month. 
where I'll go in the calendar mode and I'm like, nah, I want this over here, that over there. And Trello, you can set due dates. So I always have the due date for when I want something published as opposed to when something's getting done. So that way I can sort of see it in my editorial calendar. I make sure in my editorial calendar that I also have, you know, key dates, like promo dates, things of that nature. So that's also in there as well. Move stuff around. And then I finally get settled where I'm like, you know what? I really like this workflow. Again, I find that themes and series work really well. So I have over on the blog or katedoster.com and I'll put a link to it below my freebie series, which just ridiculously blew up where it was like free courses and free planners and free podcasts and free apps and free Google Chrome extensions. Like ever since that one went like berserkerly crazy, I'm like, series is where they go. Guys, <laughs> series is where they go. So what I did a little bit different this month, since I do have, spoiler alert, a launch coming up. Woo and March, is, I made sure to actually map out March's content as well. So everything from both the blog and the podcast seemingly flowed and supported that main issue. Because I do know that some people they'll do a podcast and it'll just be the same thing as their blog post and they won't necessarily do two a week. And that is completely fine. I say go for it, guys. I am just, I like doing the two different ones. <laughs> so that's where I'm currently at right now. And that's just sort of it. So after I have everything sort of locked up, I know the order of things and what I like it. I usually tackle the podcast episodes first. So what I do is something lovingly referred to as mega batching. <laughs> so I used to do four, although I might honestly, spoiler alert, pump out seven of them today and actually do all of March's as well, since I am going to be in that launch. And I'm sure in April, May, we'll, you know, talk all about everything that we went into prepping with it. But I want to make sure that this is done in quality. So the first thing I'll do for podcasts, and then we'll talk about the blog post in a second, is after I have all of my topic episodes done, I'll sit down and again, I won't necessarily outline every episode. I'll outline it right before I record it. So what I'll do is I will know the four episodes that I want to record. And then I will record episode number one, just, you know, write notes for it and then record it. And then I will stop. I will go and outline number two. And I just really have bullet points, guys. It's just so that way, since I'm more of a rambler and I get really passionate, I'm making sure I'm not talking in circles too much, <laughs> which is a little bit different than other episodes, but it's worked out a lot better. And then I'll go, I'll record. And then the same thing with the next one. I will actually map out what I want to talk about. Then I'll come record it. So once I have all of my episodes recorded, if I need to do, this is brand new, a new ad role, as I like to call it, for the podcast series, then I will. So like this month, I call them the tools of the week, but really the tools of the month. I did one for trailing for traffic. So you're going to hear that one a lot. We might keep that one at the end, even months after this, but for right now, that's where it is. So I make sure I record that. I, you know, write out little talking points so it's not as rambly. So I will film the ads and then I will go ahead and I will edit episodes. So I still edit them myself. I'm sure I could send it out at some point. I might. But for me, since I really have all my talking points and I kind of love editing stuff, I <laughs> love editing videos as well, it doesn't take me that long at all. I use Camtasia too. So most people are actually really shocked by that. They assume that I'll use GarageBand, but it just has too many bells and whistles for me. 
And I like to edit my podcast where I'm talking at at least 1x speed because that's how I know I would listen to it, sometimes even 2x speed. And you're like, Kate, like you're not even listening to yourself on 1x speed. I don't think anyone listens to a podcast on 1x speed, so I'm not going to when I edit this bad boy. So that's why I like it in Camtasia better. The sound quality is really good since I'm using a good quality mic. I'm making sure my surroundings are quiet so I don't really have to do too much stuff. If I have an interview on from someone, sometimes I might have to do sound leveling, but very, very rarely does that happen. So like I said, I'll edit them. As I'm editing the episodes, I actually have a notebook document open. So just notes on my Mac. And that is where I'll type up the show notes. So any of the links that we've talked about here, I do make little, you know, notes in my outlines, but usually like primarily like, okay, what episodes did I reference? What links do I need to get? Any resources, definitely the sponsor of the day and, you know, any freebies and stuff that I mentioned. Also, when I am outlining the episodes right before I hit record, I'll make sure like what freebie do I want to talk about? Or if I'm making a freebie for an episode, I will record that episode. I will write down the URL that I created and then I will go and make the freebie, the landing page, all of that. So all of that extra stuff happens later on. In case if you guys are wondering in the process, I just straight up record when it's time to record. Again, worker be sombrero. So I'll go ahead, I will do the show notes, I'll edit, I will export, and then I will upload them to I use Podbean. So Podbean is what talks to Stitcher and to Apple and all of that greatness. And you can actually, guys, get your podcast started for free if you're interested in joining us podcasters. If you go to katedosser.com forward slash Podbean, and there's a link in the show notes, you can actually get a free month. It might technically be a free forever plan. I know they've been changing it. And it's one of those like you get so much storage in that free forever plan and then you can upgrade from there. So I really like Podbean. I've never had a problem with it. I like its analytics. I think that its players look pretty nice (laughs) when I put them onto my um, blog post. So that's just something katedoster.com forward slash Podbean. That's my referral link. I use them every week, guys, and I love them. And they're really cheap. It's like, it wasn't that expensive at all for a year limited plan. I want to say it was like 40 bucks. So not that bad at all, guys. So then once everything is uploaded, I can put my show notes right in Podbean. I don't have to do tagging or anything like that. If you guys have ever listened to, I think Pat Flynn has like a free podcast workflow that he had on YouTube for a while. You don't actually need to do that step anymore. Podbean takes care of everything. They take care of my show notes. I can pick my category, my tagging. It also adds my picture to it. So it skips a whole unnecessary step that I was doing the first couple of times. Um, I will say when I do transport the audio files over, sometimes I do waves, sometimes I do MP4s. It'll always say like, this file isn't size, isn't supported. It always is. You just hit continue and go in case that's an issue. And then after all that is done, I like to do all four in a row. So usually when I upload, I'll edit do notes for one and then I'll upload the episodes as I go, as opposed to editing all of them with their notes and then loading them all up one at a time, if that makes sense. Like I don't batch the upload process. I batch the recording process. So that's how that works. Very fun. And of course, this is all in trailing for traffic. I have its own separate podcast board. If somebody is an interview of mine, again, like Emily's, we had recorded it or we will record it. So I make sure that I have precautions for those. Those episodes obviously take me a little bit longer to edit, get to get the sound quality right. But I have little things I do while I'm interviewing people. So that way I can see like spikes in the audio. So that way I know like, hey, this is going to be like a jump cut, raw cut edit. Go in there and do that. So that's that. Again, it's all in trailing for Traffic. If you're interested in it, trailerfortrafficking.com. And then the last step, which is, are we honest, where things 
tends to get broken down a little bit, and that is actually uploading my podcast and turning it into a blog post. So if it is one of my really juicier episodes, I will go and get it transcribed from different services. Rev is one. There's another one called Trent. Trent, I think it's called, where that's just a straight up transcription. I've had heard that I could upload it to YouTube and they would give me like the subtitles. But what ends up happening is from there, I can then either outsource or myself, I can then turn it into a blog post. Because what I have found, not too shocking, is that blog readers do not like just reading show notes and they are not a fan of listening to podcasts on their computers. I mean, I know I'm not. (laughs) I highly doubt you guys are listening to me in front of a computer right now and probably in your ear holes while you're at the gym getting your swell on, I assume, or doing the dishes. So it's just a different medium and it requires an extra effort. And sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. I'm not going to lie to you. I should do it all the time. We'll work on it, I swear. And then I would, again, since I in Podbean can put when it's going to go to publish, I don't have to worry about hitting publish every week. So like when I upload all of them, I'll have them all set for the days I want them to go live. The time, I'm good to go. Genius. Same thing with if I decide to put it into a podcast into my blog post, the same thing, make sure the dates correspond. And I always publish those on Friday now. And I really love the Friday publishing date, guys. I really love it. So that is how we handle the podcasting. What, what? I know, super exciting, guys. And then we've got the blog post. So the blog posts are a little bit different. I will be honest, it takes me forever to write blog posts because as I found out, my blog posts are three times longer than most normal people's blog posts. So my blog posts tend to be anywhere between 3,000 and 4,000 words. And most people <laughs> say to be around like a thousand. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, like I just can't. So I have been testing out different lengths with my audience and I've gotten some people that are like, oh my goodness, I love your ginormous blog post. They're like super intense. And then I have other people like, oh, I wish they were broken up. So I'm going to be playing with the length a little bit. Like I said, I, if you've read any of my stuff, am not the best at not spelling things incorrectly. I tend to forget S's, your and your, even though I know the difference for some reason when I'm typing really fast, it just, it's always the wrong one. Whereas like when we're just chatting like we are right now, it, you guys, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, I'm using the right one. So it just, it takes a little bit while longer, but I definitely feel like it's worth it. I have met so many amazing people that have actually read the blog, half of which sadly had not heard about the podcast. So I definitely do think that blogging is worth it. Again, if you are more of a talker than a typer, instead of doing both, I would suggest you really focus on either getting the funds or dedicating the time to actually transcribe your episodes and making them more blog appropriate rather than just like, here are the links that we talked about and here's where you can find this person because that's just not going to get as much traffic and Google can't really rank it and people just don't pin that stuff if you're big on Pinterest. So what I'll do again, I'll have my four blog posts. I will then do it in the nooks and crannies types of methods. So I will have like certain days, again, if you've listened to episode number 25, see, this is why it pays to know your content, where I talk about two-week sprints is I will outline a lot and then I will start writing a really crappy first draft of a first post. And then when I'm just like spent and my brain can't do it anymore, then I'll outline the next one. So for those, it's usually like the main talking points I'm going to talk about. I actually have a blogging template that I use for like my intro and my outro and just like the general format, which has made life so much easier, especially for intros and outros because I was the worst at writing those. So you're going to notice I have a slight formula, but it works. No one's complaining. So I do those 
And then I'll write my second draft, which is actually editing and proofreading. And I do all of this in a app that is called Air Story. And Air Story is actually by Joanna from Copy Hackers. She's another writer and copywriter and content creator. And what I love about it is you can have like your ideas on like these little cards and you can like drop them in. If I'm doing research, because again, these are beefy blog posts usually, then I can go ahead and drag in my research. And I absolutely love Air Story so much. Not Airtable. Airtable is a productivity app. Air Story is where I write all my blog posts. So they have a plugin where you can then just transfer it right over to WordPress. I found this a little, little funky. So I usually end up having to cut and paste, although most of the formatting comes over, and I'll format things. That's where I will add pictures. I'll make sure that my pictures are all optimized for search engine optimization. So make sure the alt tags are correct. And those are just like the little header ones. So after I do that, then I'll go ahead and I'll create my pins. So I usually create two pins per blog post. I have one that's like the main one and then one that's like a secondary one. I used to do that hidden pin thing and I'll drop a link to an, an article that I have about how to do those. But uh, sometimes it was working, sometimes it wasn't, I don't know. So usually if it's a secondary pin, I just have a little alarm that goes off that goes share second pin for this blog post. And I'll usually upload it usually right to Pinterest and do it that way. And yeah, so that is it, guys. And they're like, oh, this is super exciting. But I always love hearing like behind the scenes of how people actually like find their ideas and create it. If I'm in, if I don't have anything good in my idea parking lot, then I'll definitely go and look in Facebook groups and I will search for like my keywords and terms that people are using. Like, oh, what are people saying about like newsletters? So like when I was mapping out everything for March, that is definitely something I did because again, March is like kind of pivotal. Love your list is coming, y'all. Loveyourlist.co. What, what? And then I will go ahead and like I said, I'll sort and I'll make sure that I address some issues. I always like to think about feelings, but I always make sure that my content always relates back to my goal and has a purpose rather than just like, oh my goodness, it's Tuesday. I need to put something out. Another thing that I'll do, and this is particularly for blog posts, is to save myself some time. Spoiler alert. I will see usually about one out of the four, can it be an old post that I revamp? So when I go back to my old blog posts, some of them are are just straight up humiliating. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what? What was I thinking? <laughs> but it was overall a general good concept and there's good bones. So it's almost like a really great first draft. So then I'll go in, I will tweak the title. I usually keep the URL the same just to keep the juice and so I don't have to do a redirect. Don't worry if you don't know what that means. But then I will add some pictures. I will add better examples. I will just expand upon it and then I can put those in there. So that always saves a bunch of time. Like I said, I usually have at least one recycled post a month and it's just, oh God, it's just so much better. <laughs> it's just so much better. So guys, that is a look at my content creation strategy. Again, we're just going to break it down real quick for everyone. The first thing, of course, is always going back to my main promotional calendar and my main goals for my business in the quarter, seeing what are my goals. From there, I'll go ahead and pick a theme for the month, like ours is productivity this month, what, what? And then from there, I will get a whole bunch of different ideas that I've accumulated, you know, over the months, what's popped into my head. I'll go and look in Facebook groups, stalk some people, see what questions they have. And then I'll pick about you know, four for each and, you know, kind of arrange all of them the way that I like. And then is when I actually break down, I do like to outline stuff. These for my podcast, I always have talking points. I love outlining my blog posts because I can do that anywhere while I'm hanging out with the kids. But when it's time to write, I need like a three hour block where I'm inter uninterrupted. Meanwhile, I did all my podcast episodes in three hours. So 
And that's just sort of a thing to sort of plan ahead for. And I really like it. Again, by doing it in my two-week sprint style that I used, big up to Todd Herman, it allows me that space to actually be able to promote things and promote it well. Um, I've actually just started to sort of creep into doing six weeks worth of content. So like I already know what next month's theme is. So I'm going to be doing some of those. And I feel like that's going to be sort of the way it is. Almost like how far ahead can I get myself <laughs> type of situation. So guys, that is just the outline. Again, if you're looking for these workflows for this checklist, if you're wondering what I do after I hit publish on all of these things, so I can make sure to get it out to the masses as best as I humanly possibly can, then go ahead and check out our tool of the week, which was Trelloing for Traffic. That's trellofortraffic.com. Go ahead and slap that button and you will get over 22 boards, which I have to say I'm adding new ones all the time. We've got a, a launcher blog and like a um, zero to 12 month blogging board that's coming up, which is fantastic, guys. I love it. So definitely go ahead and check that out. You have all my workflows. If you decide to do YouTube, I have a YouTube checklist. I have a launch checklist. I have webinar checklist. Oh my goodness. There's just checklist workflows on top of workflows. It's just, it's, it's fantastic. So that is it. That's all that I have for today, folks. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.